When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we are doing the, the, the recently concluded TV series, The Last of Us. And uh, to discuss The Last of Us, we are joined by a hilarious stand-up comedian, uh, the producer of this podcast. He has just released his absolutely hilarious uh, album, Murder Bird, which is available Murder Bird! available wherever you get uh, comedy <laughs> albums. Uh, Andrew Avami, welcome oh, to the show. Thank hello, you. hello. It is a pleasure to be here. I've never gotten a cacao from Murder Bird before, and I love the energy and enthusiasm. Dude, two coffee was, Rebecca oh, is coming yeah. in with a cacao. Oh, yeah, you know it. I've had two coffees today. I'm all wound up, and I was there for that taping, so and, that's why I cacao. And yeah. you were. You were. Uh, you were both very uh, very kind to to open for me on the yes, album taping. Absolutely. You were there hanging out, and it was uh, a, a wonderful evening was had. Yes. That now everyone at home can enjoy <laughs> yes. as well. Yes, so right. good. And now we're talking about The Last, Last of, of Us. Which you have pitched us pr- before it was even a TV show. I think you pitched this to us. Yes, yes. As the video game, yes. I, yeah, I think at one point, Rebecca, when me and you yeah. were talking about the video game, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that would be great if Craig has played it. And Craig was like, I had not played it. So I'm like, oh, well, this actually, well, this all kind of now works out works out perfectly. But it yeah. does. Although I will say this, uh, I haven't I hadn't played the game in a really long time, and this series made me want to play it again. I was like, oh, I got to get in there again. Of Bobby. course. This all the action. Anyway, I'll, we'll get into it. But yeah, I'm very excited yeah. to cover this. But like anytime. So so what made you pitch this? Like other than the villain, right? <laughs> like what, what's your relationship? Like wh- what was your relationship with this? Like was the first time you played the game or the first time like you saw this? Uh, I've I've been a really big fan of of the game of both games. So for those of us who aren't video game fans, there's two video games, part one and part two. And the first season of the show is based on part one. It's basically the entire entirety of the first video game. Uh, and uh, I've I've pretty much always loved the games. It took uh, you know maybe a few years for me to get into the first one. Uh, the first one at the time it came out was on PlayStation Three, and I had an old, barely struggling to life mm. PlayStation Three that like would freeze and wonk. Right. And you know when you get mad at a game and it's not the game's fault, and I'm like, oh, this game for it. So like it took a couple years for me to go back on a better system and retry it. And uh, and and quite uh, quite like it and fall in love with it, but it's one that myself and a lot of fans did not get that the villain was right. 
uh, mm. because video games are a very difficult medium to challenge that, and TV and film is way better for it. Ooh. So this is one that, uh, I, yeah, I was excited to talk about because a lot of people didn't really understand the concept of the game and the possibility that a villain that the villain was right. Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah. You 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 nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. you fucking nailed it. Yeah, it's almost like this is your job. Yeah, so right. Crazy. <laughs> this is fucking, all of our jobs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And even in like, I haven't played the second game yet. Mm. But correct me if I'm wrong. They flip it. To a certain degree. To I think, I think degree, I'll try, I'll try to avoid spoilers okay. for the second game for yeah. the most part because uh, anyone who's just... second season and, and I haven't oh, seen yes. it. Oh, exactly. oh, yes, yes, yes. But uh, like it's... But yeah, yeah. It's kind of more going into the concept of the villains, right? They make that theme clearer in yes. the second That's one. That's what I want to <laughs> say, yes. And that is something that I think is is part of the reason why even before the TV series I wanted to talk about this one because that's a very challenging concept for video game players to deal with because TV and film versus video games is such a very different medium mm -hmm. in terms of just uh, whether first person or third person. And I don't mean that in terms of the camera POV. I mean, like, when you're playing The Last of Us, the video game, it's not Joel entered that room and shot someone. It's I entered, entered that, that room. room. Yeah. I shot someone. Mm -hmm. So video games are meant to be a, this authorial feeling for the player. You're meant to say, I, I did yes. this. I am doing things. Mm. And then when a video game says, and also you've made a mistake, a lot of players don't want to be like, uh, uh, a lot of players get defensive yeah. and want to be like, I, I didn't make a mistake. I'm not ethically and morally questionable. I'm me and mm. I played the game good and I don't like how you're <laughs> making me feel. Yeah, I, I I scored perfect in that room. Yes. Why, why do I get chastised for this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one wants to think about the, the life and the family that the turtle that Mario jumps on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, now I do. That yes. Koopa had a wife Ivan. and kids. <laughs> he was just patrolling a castle in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, just doing his job. Plumber came just and out, jumped on his out head. Out for a walk. He had no idea. Yeah, trying to get some gold coins. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, it's it's because it's it's more. I mean, it's such a bigger moral point where it's mm. more difficult to question your own decisions than the right. decisions of a, another character. Whereas when you see it when you see it in a show, you can be like, oh, you know, Joel fucked up there. Ellie fucked up there. Yeah, you can because it's not you. I didn't mm. do all the steps that led up to this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That made them make this choice. But uh, yeah. but a lot of people who played the game, I think, really didn't didn't feel comfortable questioning if the villain was right because you are the hero. Yeah. And uh, and the second game hammers that home even more, and people had more of a diff an additionally difficult time <laughs> dealing with that. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's been a conversation. That's great, and we'll get into like who we think the villain of this movie or this show is and like all the little villains that are in it in a second. But first, if you have not seen The Last of Us, go see it. Stop listening right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just, it's a, it's a, honestly a really well done TV show. I quite enjoyed it. It's like, what, eight? Ten episodes? It's real nine quick. episodes, it's nine. yeah. It's real quick. You can get through it. But if you have not seen it, a, a quick recap of basically what's happening is uh, there is uh, what is essentially a zombie apocalypse caused by fungus, um, the cordyceps fungus, which gets into your brain and controls you, 
um, much like it does the ants in the Amazon. Um, and uh, we kind of are introduced to our her main character, Joel, and his daughter, Sarah. And right at the outbreak of this pandemic, or everyone going crazy, and he's running around with his brother, and he's trying to save his daughter. And in all the chaos, his daughter gets shot while she's in his arms, and she dies in front of him. And then we cut to years later in the future. We have we kind of catch up with Joel. He's in this um, uh, like camp, basically this quarantine camp, um, with uh, Tess, who is his sort of. Uh, partner, business partner, romantic partner. Um, and they're clearly up to like no good. They're trying to get like batteries for trucks and everything like that and smuggling things out. Um, and uh, long story short, they get sort of tasked with bringing this girl, Ellie, um, to a uh, basically a rebel. The Fireflies are the rebels who are fighting the, the Fedra agents who are the people who run these quarantine camps. And they want this girl, Ellie, to uh, be brought to this other place. And um, Joel and Tess are gonna get the battery that they need to get away um, in order to do that. Shit goes wrong, Tess gets bit, Tess dies, zombies attack, and Joel and Ellie have to basically venture across country by themselves to get her to this camp. And at first they don't tell you why she's so important, and we find out later that she is immune to the uh, the cordycep fungus. So she has been bitten, but she did not turn into anything. And they think that there is a cure in her. Um, so they sort of venture across the country. We meet, um, I think some of the first people we meet are uh, what, uh, Bill and uh, Frank, right? Bill oh. and Frank, we'll get into all that later. <laughs> it's actually not super important to the plot. They basically get a truck. Super important to my life. Yeah, they get, <laughs> but like in terms of Joel and Ellie, they get yeah. a truck out yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, and uh, there's also uh, uh, Henry and Kathleen, as well as Sam. So Henry and Sam are brothers. Kathleen is like the head of a rebellion in, I think, Kansas City. I can't remember what city, but that and, sounds right. And uh, there's a whole ethics thing that goes on with mm. that. There's a uh, there's Marlene, uh, who is the head firefly, the person who's sort of tasked with this. And we sort of see her at the beginning, and we see her at the end. And I guess I should mention... The, the the way it ends, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But there's also <laughs> David. There's also David, Spoiler who is warning. the child bride uh, wanting uh, cannibal. Um, who that was a so, fucking disturbing one. I have so much, have so so much like, to say. They're sort of like villains of the week as we go on. Absolutely. Um, but then the main ending is they finally get to the the uh, Firefly Hospital. Um, lots of character growth along the way. And we find out that uh, they get knocked unconscious. Joel wakes up. Marlene says to him, yep, Ellie's here. We've prepped her for surgery. Um, we think that we can get the, uh, the cure or a vaccine, but we have to go into her brain because that's where the, the fungus lives. So we didn't tell her. She won't feel any pain. She's under anesthesia, and I'm going to do this to save humanity, mm -hmm. but she's probably going to die or is going to die. And then Joel goes nuts and shoots up the hospital, kidnaps Ellie, and takes her back to his... Uh, oh, his bro we meet his brother at a certain point, too, and yeah. they live in like a nice mm -hmm. little community that actually works. And uh, the ethics of all of it are real up in the air. Oh, yeah. I oh, was saying yeah. questionable. Questionable across the board. And I flipped back and forth myself about a dozen times on I like that. what is right. Yeah. And I don't know. 
I don't know. Oh, well, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about it. And uh, we will get to uh, who we think the, the true villains of this mm-hmm. show are in a second. But first, uh, we want to thank the sponsor of this episode. This episode is brought to you by Time to Be Heroes, a totally unofficial oral history of DC's Legends of Tomorrow by Russ Burlingame. Sometimes the villains aren't right, but then they get to hang around and have fun with the heroes for years anyway. That happens a ton in Legends of Tomorrow, the DC comic TV show that centers around a group of time-traveling nobodies who move through history screwing things up for the better. Uh, entertainment journalist Russ Burlingame is currently crowdfunding an oral history of the series, uh, which will feature interviews with cast, crew, and fans of Legends of Tomorrow. This is the same guy who wrote a book all about the cult classic Josie and the Pussycats movie in 2021, and you won't want to miss his next deep dive into the world of the Legends of Tomorrow. So if you're into books about weird niche pop culture stuff, Head on over to Kickstarter and pre-order a copy of Time to Be Heroes, a totally unofficial oral history of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, or head to theworstchris.com to find your copy right now. And now it is time to talk about all of the villains. (laughs) There are so many. There's just so fucking many. I couldn't even honestly, like, well, here's the thing, team. I uh, normally make very diligent notes about whatever we're doing, and then I never read them. But (laughs) in this, your notes are meticulous. Yes, yeah, yeah, and phenomenal handwriting as well. I must say. (laughs) So uh, normally I have this big list of notes, but because I hadn't watched this at all, I waited till it was all out and just marathoned it. I didn't write down a single fucking thing because I was like, I literally watched this probably in the last 48 hours. So I watched all of it in the last 48 hours. So and you're ruined. You were a wreck. Buddy, I, the tears, the tears that I have had in the last two fucking days, I was like, this needs to be watched weekly. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely. can't slam this. Emotionally, I'm de- I'm, I'm destroyed. <laughs> I mean, especially episode three, Bill and Body. I that's a that's a one and take a take a walk around the block kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never been so glad in my life that my roommate was asleep. Because uh, like, not that I have any problem with somebody seeing me cry, but this was I would say beyond cry. I was blubbering. I was I have ever seen, ever felt a love like this before. Like I was like losing my fucking mind at that episode. I cried I, I cry for like the last half of it. Yeah, like the type of cry where you gasp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm it's like, like, it's hard to. <gasps> <gasps> like, it's like just, I'll cry in front of people where I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's just, oh, it's oh, just crying. Like a little tear, yeah. But if, if yeah. I'm fighting to get air in, no. I'm like, I need, uh, yeah. need a long minutes. That's not for the public. through a fucking whole box of tape. I was fucked. <laughs> and it's weirdly like one of the only optimistic points in the show like it's yeah. it's it, it has a beautiful ending they yes, both absolutely. they both just choose to die together rather than you know live with uh, the pain or whatever that they're going through <sighs> or rather than being apart and it's like kind of beautiful in the final it is shot beautiful of, like we cracked the window so it wouldn't mm. smell and then like the final shot of the episode is <laughs> like Joel I, yeah. and Ellie driving away and like through the 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 window and the the things blowing it's 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 Real nice. So they're not villains, actually. No, they're built perfectly. We haven't even. <laughs> but <yes. laughs> uh, I think I think for me, like Henry, I think would be um, a villain. So Henry is a guy we meet along the way mm-hmm. who basically sold out the head of the rebellion yeah. in order to get cancer medication for his 
his uh, brother. A lot of light topics this week, A lot of light topics. Uh, And... Kathleen, in a certain extent, like uh, oh, Kathleen's definitely a villain. Who's trying to get uh, Henry? I just kept writing her down as Yellow Jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) sure. Yeah, I'm like you're the head Yellow Jacket. But I think you're probably here to argue for. I mean, I I would I would argue that like the show's perspective is the Fireflies are the villain. But I would actually argue that the greater perspective of the show is that anyone who is not Joel is the villain. Yeah, that every oh, single okay. human being, even the ones that we are meant to enjoy, which I'm gonna, I would say Frank and Bill are ones where it's like we had an emotional journey watching yeah. it. But Joel doesn't really like these two that much. It's really mm. Tess that does. Yeah, anyone who isn't Joel is the villain of this show oh. as they portray it, okay. and that's that's entirely wrong because the the hero is the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's it's the Fireflies slash anyone who isn't Joel slash Marlene too is yes. sort of head of the Fireflies. Yes. So again, Marlene is who we see at the beginning being like, take her mm-hmm. and and get somewhere, and then mm-hmm. we see her at the end where she's like, that's yeah, don't that's kill the book her, end. don't t- don't take her. Yeah, this is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you gotta you gotta. You, you gotta kill Ellie. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> like gotta, you just you, you gotta, gotta you gotta you gotta and and for all of humanity. And she even says that. She even says like that the the beautiful moment of like mm-hmm. emotional growth before they reach the hospital is her saying to Joel like this can't all be for nothing. Yes. Like we need to we did this yeah. for a reason. Like our I, friends have died. Yeah. <laughs> when Joel's like we can go back to we can go back to Tommy's and she's like no I don't want to do the safe thing I don't care if I die I care if we finish this. Yeah. And, and he I, robs her of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so like, here's the thing that I was hanging on at the beginning, which is it, it, where Marlene says, we didn't tell her what's happening. We just put her under and getting got her ready for surgery. So we're not telling her that she's going to die. So, like, that's kind of a, a, a weird sort of, like, informed consent thing. Yes. Right? Mm. Where I was like, I think if you had asked her, like, if the conversation has been, everything goes the same. Joel wakes up, and Marlene goes, we talked to Ellie about it. She's fine. Not a scratch on her. Yeah. We're, we're doing the surgery. We talked to her about it. This is what she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that. And she would have said yes. She would have yeah. said yes. And yeah. I think the entire episode, that last episode leading up to that is is that. It's, it's her saying, I'm, I'm saying I'm ready. Yes. This is yeah. what I want. This yeah. has to end. This has to have a conclusion. Mm-hmm. So like, even though it wasn't explicit, I feel like the show is telling us her, I know I'm not surviving this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she's even saying like afterwards, like we can go to the sheep farm um, or maybe even the moon. Yeah. Right. And she yeah. goes like, she knows that, it's pie in the sky. We're not going anywhere to settle down. Sure. The moon to me is as realistic as you having your sheep farm because I'm not coming out of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, like she knows she knows it's over for her. And yeah. that's and that is also why why Joel's reaction is not to wake her up and ask her. Because he knows what her answer was. Yes, he the, made it for her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So so the Fireflies are shitty, yes, for not getting you know informed consent from them. 
uh, in a world that doesn't have a legal system or informed <laughs> consent yeah. anymore. And medical ethics are probably out the window. Quite questionable at this yeah. point. So it's like they don't get uh, in, informed verbal or written consent from Ellie. But Joel's reaction to that is not wake her up and ask her. Mm-hmm. Let's get her her agency back. Let's get consent. Talk to her. His reaction is I need everyone dead and gone by the time she wakes up because she would because he knows that yeah. she would agree to this. And he says to her that the lie of like, oh, they, they stopped trying. Mm. They found out that there was no cure. There's dozens of people like you. So like you weren't anything special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dozens uh, of people that popped out of the womb exactly like, when somebody uh, got uh, bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's hundreds. They're hundreds. walking all around. You know what also really like I... And yes, murdering all of those people were bad. But I got to say, especially in a post-apocalyptic world, murdering a surgeon is insanity. Yeah. It's in, that's the hottest commodity you have. Yes. Oh, yeah. You have a real, like, you have a real trained, proper fucking doctor. You need this doctor training other doctors. Yeah. You need, like, you need all of these things. This guy's a teacher. He's the doctor. He's the surgeon. He's everything now. And he's that should be across the, the board. He's the most qualified guy in the, that half of the United States. Yes! For sure. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. on On earth? the entire West Coast, there is nobody Never. as qualified as Do him. not pop yeah. that man. No. <laughs> Do not pop that Maybe man. Maybe a little, uh, you know, pistol whip or something like that. Oh, but. good Lord. But at this point, he's willing to kill the potential of society. Yes. So, like, of course, he doesn't yeah, yeah, care okay. about doesn't whether care or not about the you train board. But he's, that one hurt me the most. I was like, no. Like, I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. You're a valuable skill. So, okay. So... Watching the show, that's how I felt about it. I was like, you robbed her of her agency and everything like that. And then, because we do this podcast, <laughs> I came across an article by Slate. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reference it directly. It's The Last of Us Big Vaccine Reveal Makes No Sense. That may be the point. Uh, and it's by uh, Nadira Goffe, I think, or Goff or Goffe, I'm not sure. But they interview immunologists on this plan. Oh, okay, yes. And they go, zero chance this would work. Yeah. Like, first Mm -hmm. of all, the idea that um, you need to do brain surgery to get whatever it is. That got me out a bit because I was like, there's no way. Yeah. (laughs) And like this doctor says, it's like killing the golden goose. It's like you keep her alive and you study her forever because if you think Mm -hmm. that it's something that's in her brain that's sending these messages and you slice her open and kill her and you're wrong, then you've, your toast. That's right? I wrote that down because, like, I I actively while I was watching that, I was like, maybe a couple more tests, team. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was just sure. Like, maybe maybe let's run this it's a few times. Be months, See? yes, months yeah, before yeah, yeah. they come to this conclusion. No, 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 no. Look at all the blood, everything. Like yeah. we're we're dissecting blood everything. Blood is what they're like. Blood, it would yes. be yeah. in the blood. It would be in the blood. That's all I was thinking the entire time, and I don't know anything about this, but I was like, there's literally no planet. Like, and I, I yeah. No, mind in, you, in which you're like, crack that brain open. Let me crack get that a, brain. Crack let me that get brain. Let me get a damn brain guts. Yeah, yeah. Need that sweet, sweet yolk. Yes. So this is this is the this is the scientist the 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 guy they asked. So he stresses you definitely wouldn't need to kill anybody in order to obtain a sample. You could just get a brain biopsy. You could get a good chunk, is what he says. <laughs> or even better, you could get somebody who's dead. That's so funny. You could get somebody who's dead and infected. You could just get the molecule from the brain. Oh yeah. Sure. Okay. It's like the other thing is like there's one doctor in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's like 
to do this, you would need a neurosurgeon. You would need uh, you would need a brain surgeon. Yeah. You need a world class lab to because you don't know what you're looking for. Of course. So they need like yeah. all this like chemistry yeah. equipment to like differentiate all these different like molecules. You need a world class lab, a neuroscientist, someone who can actually tell you what the physiology mm. of the brain and how that affects behavior. And you would need uh, immunologists to make a vaccine. So it's like the fact that it's one doctor who has this wild idea that. Like, I think if I cut open a brain, it'll work. Almost certainly wouldn't succeed. In which case, I kind of go a little bit more on Joel. Oh, I okay. I'm gonna say Joel doesn't know that. Doesn't, doesn't know that. any <laughs> of that. No, you're right. Any of that. You're right. So uh, knowledge is a big problem there. Yeah. Also, I would argue that while all of that is medically correct in a currently functioning society, oh, yeah. Yeah. maybe that's also this surgeon, for all for all we know, uh, could be like a, a, a retired veterinarian who happens to be the only one with a medical degree who is <laughs> in this facility hilarious. who's like, yeah, maybe I'm gonna crack that head open and see. Yeah. Like he, but he might that's be the I mean. best they have. No, absolutely. But I guess my point, and the article's point more precisely, is that the best that they have stands almost zero, zero chance, chance of, sure. to of actually succeeding. Sure. So to kill, mm-hmm. so like, here's the thing. The ethics there change for me. Because like, I think if you ask anybody at this table, you sacrifice one person for the sake of all of humanity. I mean, we would all be like, it sucks. We like Ellie a lot. <laughs> But so did Marlene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's gone. Yeah, yeah. Marlene mm-hmm. was there when her mother got bit and like yeah. took the bait. Like she's known Ellie since For, she was a child. Absolutely. And, yeah. And is willing to do this. The ethics change though when suddenly the chance of success drops to zero. Yeah, but I'm gonna make mm-hmm. a I, I'm gonna make a video game argument here in which this is a video game. Okay, <laughs> I think. And that's that's my whole argument. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, is right. that this is not when we're talking about the morality of what's happening here? I don't think we need to go into whether this would happen or not. Whether right. this would yes, work. whether yeah. it would work or I not, agree. because you would just have to run with video game logic on it. Which is we've just, been told it would work, so it, it so will it could work. maybe work. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I think that's what you kind of have to go with on this. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking about the ethics, <laughs> if we're talking about because like literally, and I did the same thing when I was watching it. I was like. Nah. <laughs> like, nah, dog. Nah. That ain't how that would work. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not how any of that would work. And yeah. I know nothing about this. Sure. But, I mean, I'm willing to do a bit more because I'm like, there were also, because I think they did a really good job of kind of tipping their hat to the fact that it's a video game. Yeah. And so I was willing to allow a little more because I was like, I know I'm watching something that was based off of a video game when they're like, okay, so you got to sneak around and then get everything from behind the door. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you do. <laughs> and that happens oh, suddenly, several times. Yeah. Sudden, <laughs> yeah. Suddenly you're playing the other character. I yeah. picked up that same point too. I was like, yeah. this is very video game. Yes, so we gotta, funny. We got to boost the smaller character in so like they yeah. can crawl and now all of a sudden Throw you don't have- Throw down that ladder. Throw down the ladder, yeah. <laughs> now you don't have the gun. And now yeah. you don't have, it's yeah. different mechanics all of a sudden. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. But I thought they did a good job of doing that without pulling me out of it either. Yeah. Where it wasn't so much where I was like, all right, team. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and and a friend of ours made this point uh, where we were talking about the show where they said it is very video game-esque in mm-hmm. terms of there are no like overarching villains. Like it's very much either the villain dies or the character dies more generally or you leave their area. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, and yes, it's yes. like, yeah. okay, so yeah. like we see, okay, we're leaving the Bill and the Frank area now. Mm-hmm. 
and now we're into the uh, the Sam and Henry the area. The Sam and yeah. Henry area, and then we're into the uh, the David area where it's like the child bride uh, cannibal, and now we're in mm-hmm. the final level, the hospital where we see Marlene again from the remember from the beginning of the video game. Yes. that character shows up, but there's very few people who travel through the whole thing and become part of the group, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 I, I think like, um, uh, you know, like Tommy might be, well, Tommy, I guess, gets left behind, but is like a touch and go kind of character yeah. to a certain degree where like True. he's there in the flashbacks in the beginning and in the town and kind of keeps existing in his own terms. But that might be like the exception uh, would be a Tommy. Otherwise, it's yeah, it, it's just Joel and Ellie wandering around through different levels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is, I'm going to say the villain, I think, that's the least right. (laughs) Like the one that the second, the second they were on screen, I was like, fucking kill him, kill him, kill him dead. Uh, And I I think this comes as no surprise, uh, cannibal child bride, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to, I wasn't planning on defending him. I was going to defend the fireflies. Yes, no, that guy, the second he showed up, I was crawling out of my own skin. I was like, they, very well acted. Oh, yes, he fucking nailed it. Because the second he got on screen, I was like, this guy's the creepiest man of all time. I was my uh, my roommate Lexa was sitting uh sitting with me while cuz she'd already watched all of it, right? And she just kept pitching me different scenarios of what it would take for me to have sex with that guy. <laughs> and we never arrived to an answer. No. Not a number, not a situation, not a cure world hunger. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We could, it's like, it's the post, it's the apocalypse. We can defend cannibalism. Gotta do what you gotta do. But you can't be cannibalism and child. No. no, no. You you gotta pick Pick a lane, lane. my guy. (laughs) All right. Come on. And even when you give the speech, when he gives the speech about like, here's why we're cannibals though. And I'm like, you almost got me if you didn't have a child bride in a cage. You know, you yeah, almost yeah, had me yeah. on the cannibalism, my guy. And, and here's the thing. I don't think I would go to cannibalism if I still had vegetables to make a stew. Right. You know, like that's the thing. They're like, it's it's venison, it's deer meat. We'll, uh-huh. we'll put it in the stew. But they've got like canned tomatoes. They've got like carrots. I mean, they're running out. They're trying to stretch it. I do know you you stretch it, but you know what I mean? Like, I would be they're, like. They're probably thinking, you know what? If we just serve the people, they're going to be able to taste it. We need to stretch out these Ooh, cans of tomatoes. Yeah. It's not a bad plan. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I would be like. No, I don't think I, I ever get to eating people. I don't I'm, think I ever arrive there. I just yeah, don't. I, so. I don't think I do. All right. I don't think I do. Now, I don't know, like, every, you know, you never know until you're in a situation. Sure. But, like. Yeah, I just think I'd be like, well, this is it for me, yeah? Huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> You're like, I had a good run, yeah, that's we it. We had a great run, uh, although I would not, I wouldn't make it in any capacity in, in this universe. Every time I'm like, I'd be a, I'd be a zombie oh, yeah, so fucking quick. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you gotta hope to just be near Tommy's community. Like that, that commune. Uh, yeah, but you, you gotta hope to be part of that that dude, group, that society. Do you know I, how many pancakes I eat? I'd be in the first round of zombies. Uh, I'm done. Okay. Oh yeah. I eat a ton of flour, man. Because there was a whole thing in the uh, the first episode. Yes. Where if you go back and look, there's so many times where they almost 
eat, eat the, flour, the flour, yeah. And they don't like they, yeah. they miss out on pancakes, pancakes the cake, the cake. Um, she yeah, doesn't we'll do bite it the tomorrow. cookie when she's yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah, which I didn't like. I didn't realize what was happening. Oh yeah, because I was like, okay, so like you're busy, you forgot. A you're cake. busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's All right. funny. Yeah, you're busy saving your own life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I would be. Oh, I'd be out so fast. I'd be mm. toast. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I very interesting thing though, which I've never seen somebody tackle at, any sort of zombie property. Which is, uh, what do you think is the softest person that can get through a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> like, like we've seen like Joel. It's like I'm tough. It's like I'm yeah. buttoned down. It's like I don't let anybody in. Like that's sure. his whole problem. Just give me the softest motherfucker who like, like who's navigates the nicest it. person, the nicest, yeah. least violent person who makes it through a zombie apocalypse in one piece. You know? Yeah, I think uh, I think the example of that is, is Station Eleven. If you've ever watched or read Station Eleven, which is a group of people who are just wandering the wastelands doing Shakespeare, and every town is like, "Thank you for Hamlet, theater kids," and they survive. Like, like it is a a bunch of theater kids survived the apocalypse. You're right. That is the answer. That's the the answer. That is the answer. I have never. Is it good? It's it's It's, it's quite good. It sounds good. good. The only uh, thing I'd say about it is it's uh, set in Chicago. So it's sorry. No, it's based on a book that was originally. Uh, set in Toronto. Oh. Uh, but then for the show, they changed it to Chicago. Okay. But they filmed it in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. yeah. All right. They, want, they wouldn't let Toronto in wow. there. Just let Toronto be Toronto. Oh, man. Yeah. my God. Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah, so I don't think, I, and I think David, going back to it, I think he was a bad person before. All this went down. Who's too. who's David? The the child bride pedator. Oh, oh yeah. no, I was like, not absorbing that, sp- that man's name. But he does that point, speech yes. where, like, to uh-huh. Ellie, where he's yes. like, we're, "Like, I, I was always like angry and always mm. violent. I was always a violent person." Well, what he when when he says, "I I like," when he talks about believing in God, and Ellie's like, "How do you believe in God when all of this happened?" He's like, "I found God when all this happened." Be like, "Oh yeah, this is heaven to you." You are yes. a sick fuck yep. Yep. who, like, this is the exact world that you mm. want the world now to I be. I have power and I have control. Absolutely. And I was, like, a teacher before, and now I am, like, a cult leader, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, tr- you're, you're broken yeah. and completely insane. Yeah. So he's he is he is not defendable. No, no. no. Oh, not no. even not a kiss. No. Not any. None but of I it. still say the fire the fireflies are for so many reasons. Oh, and, definitely. And, and even just Joel's insanity to be like none of it is because he's like none of it is really because he wants to protect Ellie. It's because this is a traumatized man who's like I want my daughter back. And I'm seeing my daughter in this woman, and I actually don't care about her as her own human being. I care about having a proxy of my daughter. Like, Ellie could easily be just a horse with a photo of his daughter stapled to it, and he would be like, that's good enough for me. Like, he is a fully broken man who just wants the facsimile of his daughter back. That's all he wants. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yes, that's exactly what's happening. It's like this uh, trauma reenactment or whatever. Yeah. Um, To be like, but this time my daughter gets to live. And, like, we've jumped 20 years in this -hmm. this apocalypse. For all we know, this could be the fourth Ellie that Joel is on. Yeah. Where it's like, I am finding surrogate replacements that I take care of. Like, because I could easily see that happening. This is a man who has completely lost himself. Well, and Marlene, to that point, makes like, so there is that final scene in the parking garage where like Joel's already 
killed everybody and like Marlene yes. shows up again and is begging Joel, don't take her. It's just, it's not too late yet. Just leave her with me. It's all fine. He shoots her. And uh, but before that, she says, you can save her now. But how long until she's ripped apart by uh, the infected or mm -hmm. she's killed by raiders all because there's this she lives in a shit world that you could have prevented. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. Like she's going to die. Yeah. In this awful world. You can't protect her T to go off your thing of like. There's been multiple Ellies or multiple Sarahs or whatever. I, mm -hmm. I think so. Of people he's attached to in a way that is unhealthy. Not not a normal familial mm -hmm. attachment or friendship attachment in a way where it's like, no, you're you're me trying to reenact my past trauma, but like, but do better this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to survive my past trauma is all I'm trying to do. And also a man with no self-awareness that he would also cause the exact trauma like this this is the this is the thing of why Joel is so wrong in this show is that it's only moral relativism to him. It's like it's only it's only wrong if someone else is doing it. Yeah. So even in the oh, moment okay. where like yeah. in the opening moment where he loses his daughter, when Sarah mm -hmm. is shot uh, by that guard who's like got the radio commands to be like, mm -hmm. I got a guy with a, a daughter here. They're injured. And it's like, what do you mean I have to take the shot? And he yeah. shoots at them and kills Sarah. And obviously that's the main trauma for Joel. But Joel is also a person who would do the exact thing that dude did. Like if someone oh, came yeah. at Joel with an injured person who might might be <clears throat> bit, Joel would shoot that person and the child and probably shoot everyone they've ever met so that they can't come after Joel. Joel would do the exact, he would commit the exact trauma that he is trying yeah. to recover from because to him, it's only wrong if you're doing it. And if I do it, it's right. But he he does, he can't click in that difference where it's like, well, I have to shoot someone because they're bit. It's like, okay, but what about when someone pointed a gun at you and said you had to be shot because you're bit? Well, yeah, well, they were wrong then. Well, yeah. Obviously, they were wrong then. Because <laughs> he's so hot. You can't <laughs> kill someone that hot. Can't be out here killing hot people. Can't go around killing daddies. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, that was a, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, th that's Joel's problem, though. Jo Joel only, only it can only be wrong if it's committed against him, yeah. not when he, he does anything. Well, and that's what I found so interesting about Henry. Um, so Henry is the guy. Mm. So like oh, Joel, yeah. Joel and Ellie basically stumble across. They're in the middle of a revolution. Uh, 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 Yellow Jackets, as you call mm, her, yeah. has basically overthrown Fedra in, again, I don't know what city it is. We'll say but Kansas City. Kansas, yeah. And they're like, uh, they're in revolt and she wants to find Henry. And Henry, we find, is walking around with his little brother, Sam, and they're hiding from people. And, uh, uh, she is shooting people in the head, being like, tell me where he is, tell mm -hmm. me where he's hiding. And we find out that Henry's whole thing is he turned in her uh, brother, who yes. was the head of the revolution, mm -hmm. to the, the fascists, basically. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not going to forgive that. Fuck you, you're going to die, and we're going to pour all these resources into finding you and killing you. And we find that what he does is he had traded... Um, that information for basically cancer medication for his younger brother, Sam. And then Sam gets bit while they're escaping. Mm -hmm. And Henry shoots him, realizes what Good he's done. Lord. And then shoots himself. Yeah. Yeah. The tears were flowing. <laughs> but tears were flowing. 
That was the cutest kid. That was the yeah, fucking really cutest cute kid. kid. Oh, really man. Kid. They did. Oh. Really well done. I was like, you sons of bitches. So yeah. the parallels there to me are, are stark because Henry has done some terrible things in order to protect a child, his brother mm-hmm. in this yeah. case. So Joel has Ellie. Henry has Sam. We've got these parallels here. Joel has definitely killed people to survive. Henry has done what he's needed to do. Both on pretty bad footing mm-hmm. going into this. Mm. The difference is when the shit hits the fan, Henry does the right thing. He kills his brother yeah. because right. he's infected right. and is attacking Ellie. Mm-hmm. When Joel comes up, he doesn't do the right thing. He kills everybody else and takes yeah. Ellie. Yeah. So it's like both both are characters who've done shit things in order to help the people that they love. Mm-hmm. And like Henry's, that's the path that Joel would have taken if he lets Ellie die. Let's Ellie die and he's right. shooting himself. Yes. Right. And I mean, that's also the, the story he tells of what happened with Sarah, his his, yeah. his mm-hmm. biological daughter at the beginning of the, the show. It, it is exactly that. But I think what Joel isn't getting out of the morality of all of these people he's encountering, uh, that you're Frank and Bill, you're Sam and Henry, mm-hmm. and it's just this constant reiteration of when the person you love dies, you die with them. In Ooh, one way or another, yeah. when the person you love dies, you die with them, and you have to kind of accept that that is your call. Yes. And he refuses to accept that, even mm-hmm. though he's been shown it. And the only other version we see of that is Yellow Jackets, Melanie Linsky's character. Uh, I believe it was like her husband was killed by Fedra or whatever. Uh, her brother. Her brother, brother was her brother, killed yeah. by Fedra. So it's like when, when the person that you love, when the reason that you live dies, you either die with them or become a monster. Yeah. Those are the only two options that the show provides us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Joel, in seeing all of these options, decides to become a mon- monster. Yeah. Like we're seeing this Sam and Henry story to be like, gotta protect my brother. Oh no, he's turned to be like, oh, that's actually a lot like Joel and Ellie. Be like, no, actually, Joel is way more like Melanie Linsky's character. This is actually the story of like what he could be. And instead, he is the the person who's murdering everyone in the room to seek revenge for the wrongs that have been wrought upon him. Right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she also a- acknowledges and accepts that she's being a monster. Yeah. She she has a big speech about how she knows her brother wouldn't want any of this. Mm-hmm. She was like, he would want forgiveness. He would want this. He would want that. And I'm unwilling. Because yeah. I'm this person now. And then the and guy I'm like, like and, and we're all behind you. Yes, and I'm yeah. not saying, I'm just saying that there's a difference between being a monster and knowing you're one and being a monster and thinking you're the hero. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. is a difference there, okay? Yeah. Not that, you know, you're still being a monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there is a difference. Like, this woman has agency over herself. She knows she's doing this. Yes. Uh-huh. She's making decisions. She's making decisions. She's running it by Joel people. Joel does not really make decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? He and he runs, he drives, he he rampages, which I yeah. love as a viewer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love yeah. Chef's kiss on a rampage. But also- I was it, watching the eighth episode, and I was like, man, I looked at my roommate, and I was like, I fucking love a rampage. And she looks at me, she's like, you're going to love the next episode. <laughs> 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 but also her, Kathleen's, um, Melanie Linsky's character- like opposition to Joel is like, yeah, you showed up in town and shot a bunch of my guys. Oh yeah, you're fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. you're on the wrong side of this. Absolutely. Sorry, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't have time to 
to it's like while we were just driving through town, ma'am. Like fuck you. <laughs> like you killed guys. Mm-hmm. If we had run into you, it may have been like, all right, get the fuck out of the city and 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 go. Yeah. But no, you ran down a dude and and uh, stabbed another guy, shot another dude in the head. Like. He fucking went to town on those people. Mm. Yes, he really did. And she's like, I'm sorry. Those were our brothers, our, our husbands or whatever. We got to go fucking get them. We we seek revenge. And it's like, oh, you're... And Joel's perspective is like, oh, like, you're wrong to be just seeking revenge. Why would... Yeah. Who would do that? <laughs> who would do that, I wonder, says Joel. <laughs> what a morally questionable uh... thing to do, says the pot to the kettle. Like, that is exactly your everything. So... And uh, okay, so since we've all established that everybody either turns into a monster or dies with the people that you love, I think this is the point. The podcast being what it is, mm. I think it's about time that we acknowledge another villain in this uh, the fungus, the cortisol. <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> bread. Yeah. Wheat, too, you know? Wheat, yeah. uh, gluten. Lo- it's so funny that everyone who survives the initial zombie thing is or basically s- gluten intolerant. Like, yeah. they're all the people who didn't eat the wheat, and they're like, weird that we all have a dietary restrictions in the uh, entire societies <laughs> of gluten free people. But here is my defense of the cordyceps. <laughs> Sure. They don't, cordyceps Just, don't know. Cordyceps, well, they kind of do. Um, <laughs> it's sort of shown through this that they can kind of talk to each other. And that they is like true. Send, they can send communicate. sort of things. And uh, I'm going to make the argument that uh, we never see the cordyceps being shitty to other cordyceps. In fact, they all seem to be kind of, oh, you attack one of us, you attack all of us. Mm. Right? Oh. Um, in contrast to humanity, which is like, Oh, we're just fucking killing each other. We're at each other's throats. There is no kindness in this world. There is only uh, violence and wiping each other out, killing people that we need in the form of doctors, you know, eating each other, being terrible to each other. And and granted, you know, humanity on the decline, cordyceps on the rise, you know, like we're, <laughs> but, you know, you're, maybe they're not showing their worst self. They're not backed into a corner here. But I would argue that uh, the cordyceps are looking out for the cordyceps way better than humans are looking out for people. Oh, hell yeah. And the cordyceps have, like, brought back nature and wildlife to the city. Yeah. Like, it, it, and the cordyceps don't even seem actually, like, that that interested in a- animals or plant life. It really just seems like humans suck. Get rid of them. Get mm. the trees back in the city. Yeah. Let's, let, like, everything Let's is- let these giraffes walk around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't believe those giraffes were real. Uh, yeah. 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 They used real giraffes. Real giraffes. Were yeah. like, yeah, I, I would have assumed that would have been CGI for yeah, animal rights yeah. reasons. Um, they got yeah. it. But yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. That's what fungus does best, right? It's a recycler. It refreshes the world, right? Mm. Like this is. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna science you. It reaches a natural. Ah. It reaches a natural equilibrium with its environment. Exactly. To 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 use a line. uh, To to use a line from uh, from the Matrix. Humanity is a virus because every other living species reaches a natural equilibrium with its environment. Exactly. Mm. So so here is a theory. It's somewhat debated, but um, coal. So the reason that we have coal in the world is because um, like millions of years ago or whatever, uh, plants evolved lignin, which is the the stuff that makes wood hard, right? So instead of just being like short ferns and things like that, suddenly we had trees, right? That could like get up really tall. Mm -hmm. But there was a lag between when plants developed lignin 
and when uh, fungus evolved to break down lignin. So what happened was all these trees and woody plants grew, they all fell down and died, but nothing could break down wood. So all this wood accumulated, got buried, compressed into coal, Oh. And all the coal that we have is basically formed in one geological period that predates fungus being able to break down uh, wood. Huh. So, and that's somewhat debated. Some people think that there's other reasons and, and whatnot. Damn. So, like, don't take that as gospel yeah. or whatever. But for the point of this, it's like, that's what fungus does. Yeah. Right? It's like, we need a way... The, the earth needs a way to break down plastics. Mm. So let's start eating people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So this is how <laughs> it's restoring equilibrium again. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like renewing and reusing this resource and putting it back into the environment, right? Ah. Yeah. So there's going to be a, uh, a, a geological time in this Last of Us universe mm. where there's this layer of plastic that's being laid down on the earth because that predates when fungus evolved to, to wipe out humanity. Right, right. And stop it from being produced. Right. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's agency in that. No. Like, <laughs> I w- it's not like the fungus was like, guys, this wood situation is getting enough. out of control. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It's a naturally occurring event. Yeah. It is not an apocalypse where it's a nuclear wasteland because humanity has fired missiles at each other from across the globe. It's not right. something where where we did this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is planet Earth being like. Fuck these guys and fucking us up for yeah. a little while, as we maybe do for. And speaking of that opening scene of this series, <gasps> where it's just so a scientist good. being yeah. like, "Well, it hasn't happened yet, but if the Earth warms up for any reason, then we might be in trouble." And you're like, "No, we did kind of." God do this damn to it! God we did kind of do this to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the the other one that was really good, because I think they're the only two openings that don't involve characters. From the show, or they like they happen in the past. Oh yeah, is the bomb lady? Yeah, yes, terrific. What oh. like she's shaking and she puts. I'm gonna go home tea. and be with my family. It's like, you should bomb this whole city. Yeah. It's like so what do we do? chilling. Bomb, 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 bomb. everything. Woo! We've seen Woo! we've seen scenes similar to that in other like post apocalyptic media or uh-huh. horror films or scary things, and usually it's like. I don't know why, but I was expecting the line pray because there's always yeah. someone who's like, oh, it's time to go pray. But, uh-huh. for, but like to just have a like a middle aged scientist be like bomb that fucking heart. That yeah. was a kick to the chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chilling. Oh, yeah. Boy. Wipe, Chilling. Them all out. Wipe us all out. Yeah. Oh. Me, you, everybody. Let's stop. This stops right here. Fucking hell, dude. Yeah, cool. and just that like uh, that that moment where she goes like, "How many were infected?" It's like, well, we found like three. Yeah, how many infected? are missing? Fourteen. Bomb assault. Bomb. 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 Jesus. Yeah, really chilling stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was a great scene. Oh, it really was. I also like. I've, I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. What I love about watching HBO series or stuff like this, where it's um, you're not restricted to filling a certain amount of time. Mm. Or like your, your episodes, bad. like if you look at some of these episodes, like some episodes are like an hour 15, some are 45. And I love that because it makes me feel like you, you, you were, you're staying true to what you actually wanted. What you need we're to not, tell. Yeah, what you need to tell and not what the filler is, or we need three more minutes. What's the scene going to sure. be yeah. or whatever the fuck. 
Or the opposite that some streamers do. Like the Netflix thing has, that has always bothered me is Netflix being like, well, we're not television, so we don't need to edit it down to 42 minutes. So I'm like, but sometimes you should. Yeah. Oh, Not yes. every episode <laughs> should be an hour and 20 minutes. No, no, no. Like to be like, well, let's not edit anything also sucks. But HBO mm-hmm. is very good at being like, yeah, 40 50, what a, hour two, yeah. back you to don't 42 know. minutes. Yeah. It's, it is the relevant stuff. It feels like they're like, write a 44-minute, hour-long TV show. Yeah. Like, and... Get it can, around there and you, we're and, good. And pitch the hell out of extending it by five minutes. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like, pitch mm-hmm. the hell out of an hour 15. Yeah. Why can't this be the start of the next episode? Because this mm-hmm. is the story arc. Okay, Prove to me why each of these moments matter and they need to be in the story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to Bomb Lady for mm-hmm. a second. Yes. True hero of the show. True oh, hero. Yes. Because yes. for the for the entire premise of the finale and the show, the essentially like tr- the 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 trolley problem that Joel is dealing with, which is oh, yes. do I this kill? This is exactly a trolley problem. It's, ex- yes. it's, it's exactly an enactment yeah. of the trolley problem. It's do yeah. I do I actively allow the death of one person or do I passively allow the death of possibly all of humanity? It's the <laughs> the biggest scale trolley problem imaginable. And Joel, when presented with that, it's like I'm putting the trolley on that humanity track. Fuck them. I'm saving Ellie. Mm-hmm. But but Bomb Lady, when presented with the trolley problem, is like Bomb. We um, kill a whole city to save the planet. <laughs> yeah, Bomb she got this there whole real city. quick. It yeah. was from a scientist who understood the trouble we were in. It was like no hesitation, greater good. Bomb this city to ash. And I'm like, you fucking hero. Yeah. You absolute <laughs> goddamn champion. <laughs> I love you. No, you it are is perfect. Great. It's perfect. Yes. Absolutely Nailed perfect. It. The trolley problem of it all is the thing that Joel has no trouble with at all. Like the, the whole concept of, and I think like we all, uh, listeners, everybody, we all know the trolley problem at this point. It's like there's a there's a, a streetcar going down, uh, one with a split in the tracks. One side has one person tied to the tracks. The other side has five people tied to the tracks. You can pull the switch to move it over to the one person and save those five people. And it's just a thought experiment on like, well, you know, greater good. Do you want to lessen the damage? But it's also meant to be this difficult problem to be like, whether you do something passively or actively engage with it. Because, yes, one versus five, five deaths is worse than one death. But to switch the track, you have to actively participate mm-hmm. in the death of one person. Yes. And that's supposed to be mentally difficult to do. And Joel somehow participates in all of the, like, he combines all of the worst parts of the trolley problem <laughs> into a new solution no one's thought of, where he's like, yeah. I am an active participant and more people die. Yes. Yes. Like, I am the trolley, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> he, he no, becomes, matter, no matter what track I'm on, baby. <laughs> I'm, I am a transformer, and I have transformed into a trolley. Choo-choo, I murder everyone. <laughs> yeah. Would you murder a hot? Hospital full of doctors to save one girl. Yes. 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 Sure. Yes, without question. Sure. He came up with a new bleaker uh-huh. version of the trolley problem, yes. which is truly an insane thing to do. Oh, without question. He is. Yes. He is probably. Well, other than the pastor. Other than I the mean, pastor. Yeah. He's the he's the guy you're rooting for. That it's the biggest turn to me. I know that I know the show led up to it, mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like a betrayal. But it's like it's a huge turn at the end of that show when you yeah. when he starts shooting up that thing to get Ellie. You're like, I don't know how I 
feel about this right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've enjoyed this. I've rooted for him the whole time, mm. but uh, shit. No, I, for me, it was like the John Wick snap. It was like, you took his dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it was. It was like that snap. It was like, you can't kill my puppy. <laughs> yeah. This is all I have left. <laughs> and I, I do love a John Wick snap rampage. And uh -huh. Ellie is charming and is maybe puppy level charming. But at no point was... <laughs> Was the Russian mob and John Wick trying to cure a disease? No, that is and factual. If they, if they were, I might be like, get a new dog, John. <laughs> get a new dog Just and a like therapist, <laughs> my guy. Come on. Come on. Oh, God, yes. All also, right. great performances by... Uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. I don't think we've said that yet, but I think oh, yeah, they're phenomenal. I think on it, yes, great performances across the board. Every person I saw, I was like, yep. High you quality have, show. You have made me fall in love with you very quickly. Good for you. <laughs> I feel this. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking great show, but like I said off the top, if you have not seen this show, I would recommend buffering it a bit. Don't go, hey, I'm just going to bang these all out in an afternoon because you will feel too many feelings for a person <laughs> to have in an afternoon and you need to space a few of those feelings out, I think. <laughs> I would actually also, I said the same thing about Yellow Jackets too. Yeah. my Because I, I loved, I love Yellow Jackets. Like where I'm literally having a party for the release. I'm like so excited, right? It's one of my favorite shows. I love it so much. And I was pitching to my parents. I was like, you should watch this show. I love this show, right? And they got back to me and they were like, I don't know. It was uh, like, we can't get too into it. It's just like too dark. It's too whatever. And I was like, right. Because I watched it week to week. And you guys, like like anybody watches TV, you watch like three, four episodes. It's hot, whatever, right? You just kind of watch a bunch of them. And watching a bunch of Yellow Jackets, it's kind of tough because it's <laughs> it's fucking so dark, right? Yeah. So I watch it when it gets released, and I feel like, oh yay, okay, new episode, little hour. You go outside, you do some other stuff, whatever. But like, yeah, this this show has the same vibe of you should not marathon it. I think <laughs> give yourself a little time, digest. Yeah, <laughs> go for a walk, ponder how you felt ponder about it, ponder how you feel. Yeah, let <laughs> yeah. let life give you a few small joys to kind of. Yeah. Help hit the Absolutely. reset switch before you get to the next episode. Yeah, tough stuff, team. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels like it is time for our uh, for our scales. I um, <laughs> well, actually, we haven't even mentioned it yet. But my scale is uh, I've got the period scale. <laughs> um, so from uh, from the best one, which I would argue is a diva cup, <laughs> uh, to uh, pulling out a dry tampon. Oh. I know neither of you would appreciate that, but there are several women that are borderline puking right now as I say this. Um, I am, I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm, I'm ranking uh, the Fireflies. I'm going to give them a pile of pads. Uh, lots of waste, lots of blood, but we're all just out here trying to survive. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I fucking get it. <laughs> nice. What do you got, Andrew? Uh, I have the, uh, the thought experiment scale. Uh, so on a scale of if a tree falls in the woods to the trolley problem, uh, I'm going to give the fireflies a utility monster, uh, which is the thought experiment of just adding a numerical value to, to things and be like, well, it's okay to cause five pain if it causes, if it creates 10 happy, oh, which is okay. problematic <laughs> in itself, but there is a utility to it. It is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a criticism of, uh, of utility, but there is a purpose behind it. You can cause five pain to make 10 happy. Right. And what's that number? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, like where, yeah, like how extreme does it have to, the difference has to be. Yeah, that's yeah, great. yeah, yeah, I love it. Now, I don't, is that a real thing? That is a real thing. Okay, yeah. I haven't heard about that before. Yeah. That's cool. A thought experiment, the yeah. utility monster. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, I love that. I learned something today. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, surprise, surprise, it wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning about. We're learning about the creation of coal and uh, utility monsters. Hey, uh, we don't know for sure Craig knew about dry tampons. So hey, yeah, there we go. Learn something else. Uh, true. <laughs> uh, so I've got the last of scale. So oh. the last of scale. So uh, from the last slice of pizza, you know, not worth putting mm. away. Someone just eat it. Come on. Uh, all the way up to a last ditch effort. Uh, I'm going to give Marlene and the Fireflies a reading of the last rites. Uh, a kind gesture designed to give comfort, but ultimately meaningless because no one is going to live in a better place and all there is is an awful hellscape from which death is the only escape. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Jesus! Whoa! Uh, just matching the tone, guys. Yeah. Just yeah. matching the yeah. tone. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, yes, we're going to has got a thousand yard stare yeah. on right like, now like I've never seen him. <laughs> I'm shook. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, uh, we're going to get to our heroes and villains of a week in the in a second. Uh, but first, there's a couple ways that you can uh, support the podcast. Uh, first of all, if you're on Patreon, patreon.com slash thevillainwasright. Uh, if you're not familiar, Patreon is a monthly subscription service where you get to support the artists that you like. And hopefully, that's us. The Villain Was Right. Uh, and in uh, exchange, you get some amazing benefits. So at our top tier, you get two bonus episodes every month. Um, one from Rebecca, one from me, where we discuss a movie where maybe the villain wasn't right. Maybe it's just a villain we want to talk about. Maybe there's no villain at all, and it's just a really nice movie. Uh, and you can tune in for that. But we also have tiers. At $1 a month, you get ad-free episodes out on Thursdays. Uh, we also have ones where you get to vote on our audience choice episodes, and you get early release episodes. So head on over to patreon.com slash thevillainwasright. Check out all the tiers. See on which one is right for you. And uh, if not, thank you so much for supporting us just by listening and telling your friends. And if you want to get in touch. As always, you can follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter, Villain Was Right on Facebook. If you would like to email us your suggestions, comment, I don't know, a weird story about how your day is going, you can email us at villainwasright at gmail.com. And we're also on TikTok. If you want to see these fucking faces, get get on over there. We got Instagram, we got TikTok. Villain was right. You know where it's at. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you got first, Craig? Yeah, so I got a little hero uh, the, today, just a very a very light one. Um, so I was in a uh, classroom uh, the other week, and it was during recess. So I was just talking to the teacher, right, as the kids are all gone. And we were talking about how school was when we were in school. Right. Mm -hmm. And she says to me, she's like, oh, well, they used to do it this way. Um, uh, uh, but you probably don't remember that because it probably wasn't that way for you because you're much, much younger than me. And I look at this woman. and I was like, mm, I don't think I don't think I'm much, I don't think I'm much younger than you. Yeah. Right. Like, I think we're probably about the same age. I was like, but OK, whatever. Just mm -hmm. let it slide. No one's going to say that. And then she goes, uh, um, yeah, anyway, so when I graduated high school like 17 years ago, and then I was like, oh, 
oh, I'm doing the math. I'm like, I graduated high school 20 years ago. I'm older than you. Uh-oh. And so you're making me feel like I look great. I'm a <laughs> young guy, everybody. I'm much, much younger than somebody who is younger than me. And I felt so good about it. And then I went home and I had trouble falling asleep because my back and knees hurt so much from standing all day. But I felt young for a minute. I felt young for a minute. So she's my hero for just making me feel young. Yeah, That's there we go. Nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's you know? a beautiful moment. It is. Uh, how about you, Andrew? You got a hero, a villain? What do you got? Uh, I'll, I'll give. Uh, I'm going to give a villain, and uh, and in a uh, in, in a spirit of the both of you, as you've done this before, my villain will be myself. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give myself a villain. Uh, a little while ago, I was I was traveling. Uh, I was traveling to. Uh, I was uh, me and Diana. We both went to Vegas. It was a lovely trip. We had a great time. And I, I just snapped in the airport. I snapped. Uh, this happens once every like couple of years. It's rare for me, but just in a rude way, not a like a mm, rampage yeah. or anything. Uh, but basically, I cut in line and was a dick about it. I cut in line and I was a dick about wow. it. Wow, uh, I'm I because one thing, one thing that drives me nuts at airports, and I know that this is. I'm I'm only partially right, and it's a pet peeve that gets my blood boiling. And this had happened on several flights. And you know when like other people are in the wrong in a situation, and you're getting a little bit angrier and a little bit mm-hmm. angrier, and it happens six times. And on the seventh time is when you snap, and the seventh time isn't the one that deserved it the most. <laughs> yes, yes, of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. Yes, it yes, was yes, it yes. was one of those where I don't like what are often called gate lice. Where it's like the plane is like that's you're at your gate and everyone is just chaotically bombarding, even though they haven't started boarding yet. Everybody's just like, we're in line. No, you're not. No one has asked you to line up. There is no formal line. Yeah. And they're like, we're boarding gate one. And everyone who's in like we're boarding zone one. And everyone who's in zone four is just in the fucking way. Mm-hmm. It drives me nuts. It's a pet peeve of mine. It drives yeah. me crazy. And I'm waiting for the flight back from Vegas. And they're like, we're boarding zone one. And just everyone in the fucking airport just clusters up towards the front. And I'm just, and I'm seething and I'm getting angrier and angrier. And it's just like, we're boarding zone two. And it's just like, everyone's chaos. It's all going nuts. And then it gets to our zone, which is zone four. And they're like, we're boarding zone four. So now I stand up from my seat because they've called our zone. They've called our zone. So now I stop sitting and head towards yes. the gate. Yes. But everyone is already there. So I just go right into the line where next to where my seat was in front of a bunch of people. And they're like, hey, we're in line. And I just turn around and snap. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're not in line. You weren't in line first. You were in the way early. And there's a difference. (laughs) And there were two people behind me who were like, get to the back of the line. And I was like, the line's non-existent. You were just in the way. You've been in the way for an hour. You've been standing in the way of every human being who has tried to get to their flight on time. And for the zone they were told to, I went way too hot. (laughs) I went, I went off. And and then like three uh-huh. minutes later, I I was like, oh no, like I'm, <laughs> I'm as so soon as I sat yeah. down, I was like, that wasn't it, dude. <laughs> that wasn't it. 
That wasn't it. No, that one was not worth what you put in. The value back to the anger out is nowhere near equivalent. Oh boy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm the villain. I am. If you were on my flight from Vegas to Toronto, I apologize. If you were one of the couple people behind me. I apologize. I apologize. I I went way too hot. I don't know what happened. And it was like, and it wasn't even the worst example of like that gate yeah. life scenario. It was just like, I just every flight prior had been that times mm. a million. Yeah. And this was the one where I was just like, I can't anymore. I have one living brain cell that just can't handle this right now. So I just, I, I went off and I'm the villain on that. I'm hard the villain You're on that. You're so funny. <laughs> I, that's such a relatable thing though. I've, oh, I've been on my last one for some stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been on we it. Should, we shouldn't have a sign yeah. being like, FYI, I'm on my last one. I'm on one. my last one. Just so you know. Yeah. It's the last it's one. The last Do you want to take it? <laughs> Do you want it? Because, goddamn, um, you're yeah. going to receive everyone's, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, dude. Yeah, I really understand that. I get that. I, I've definitely, like, not yell. I'm not, like, as loud as I am. I'm not a yeller. You know what sure. I mean? Like, I don't, like, I'm very boisterous. I'm loud, but I don't yell. Okay. Like, I would never yell, or not never, but, like, very, very rarely do I ever yell at anger but like I have broken people down as human beings <laughs> I will emotionally fucking devastate you and that's just not nice it's yeah. really not nice generally it's not needed I'm like I don't know why yeah. I did that I don't think that guy needed that you're I don't not, know you're not yeah. a sledgehammer but you're a crowbar oh yeah <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna open you up oh yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> in areas you didn't even know existed <laughs> just find that crack and pry open Ooh, there we buddy Ooh. I can really push the anyway it doesn't matter yeah, okay. that was that was kind of max level for me and it's like I will be regretting that I was that rude for a good two years I've done yeah <laughs> so like that's where yeah. that's where I'm at where like that's not a common occurrence for mm. me that is a like once every couple of years and then it will haunt me in the night oh I always I feel so guilty afterwards oh, so yeah. so guilty sometimes I, most of the time not every time because if it's like a stranger or something like that but like if I can catch if I can catch it quick enough that I'm having one of those moments I'll always go back to that person and be like hey Buddy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey friend. Um, so about before. <laughs> I, I I looked for them on the plane to apologize, yeah. but like I just couldn't I couldn't pinpoint which ones they yeah. were. But oh, I, like yeah. I got up Spoiler to go to the bathroom alert. and I was they like, weren't in your zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for that, Craig. Oh, you have just been on fucking fire today, Craig. Jesus goddamn Christ. Absolute sniper today. Jeez. All right. So I gotta, I gotta get some ice. I can't wait. I've got a light one, guys. I've got a light one. Lay I've got a, um, I've got a combination of heroes and villain. The villain's me. I had a week. I, I had I lost my phone twice in one week. <laughs> twice! <laughs> Listeners! Twice! I lost it twice in one week. I lose my phone so much, I think I should be able to write off the finder's fees as business expenses. <laughs> I think I should be able to. I, I can't believe it. So the first one, 
Uh, first one, again, I'm just tired. It's not even like I'm drunk. I'm not fucked up. I'm just tired. I'm with my roommate and our boyfriend. We decide when it's all three of us and we're getting home, most of the time we decide to just get an Uber because it's about the same price as three bus fares would be. Yeah. We live pretty close to the the bar we're at, whatever. So we're like, we're just going to get an Uber, right? Couldn't cost us. Couldn't cost. And we literally had the conversation about cost. We're like, oh, it won't cost us. It'll cost us the same amount, right? Turns out, not if you lose your phone, fuckers. I get in the car. <laughs> I guess, like, I just have, like, slippery pockets or whatever, right? My uh, my phone slips out, and it's one of those nights where I'm, I don't know if you guys do this, where, like, I have, I, I worked all fucking day. I was so fucking tired, and all I wanted to do was lay in my bed and eat McDonald's. I got to tell you, that's all I was dreaming of. I was like, this is the last thing I need to do. I'm going to go back and I'm going to get McDonald's and I'm going to be a small, small child and roll around in it. I don't know, whatever, in my bed. I'm just going to be in my bed eating like a fucking pig. Anyway, I lay down. I'm like, got out of this cat. I lay down. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to collect the strength to go get this McDonald's. It's like two blocks down from my house. I'm like, I'm not Uber eating. It's two blocks. Okay, you lazy fuck, go get it, right? I'm like, ooh, got to get some walking music. And I look at my watch, because this is also why I bought myself like the cheapest Apple watch I could so that I can tell when my phone's connected or not. (laughs) (laughs) And I look at my reply and I'm like, fuck. And I just yell out, I'm just like, fuck. The good thing though, is that it tells you where it is and I'm watching it go. I'm like two kilometers, two and a half. And so I'm like activating the like thing that'll like beep my phone or whatever. Luckily the guy's super nice. He drives it right back, but I'm obviously disappointed in myself. I'm like bitching to my root. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm the loosest woman on the planet. I know that's not what that means, but that's what that means to me. Okay. I keep losing all of my stuff. Okay. Later that week. Okay. I go to comedy bar again, comedy bar. I, uh, somebody offers to give me a ride to another comedy venue. I'm like fucking sick, right? I get in, we have this big chat. I, and again, my problem is, is when I'm talking to people, I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to, so I never even bring it out, right? We get there, I look at my watch and just yell out, fuck again. And luckily Comedy Bar had held, they knew it was mine and they had <laughs> held onto it for me because I'm such a fucking mess. Anyway, if somebody... I mean, here's here's my question. If somebody out there could just knit me, um, you know those things that hold your mitts? Yeah. I want one of those Mitten for my strength. phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just get one that attaches to the case of my phone, I need it. I need it, and please help me, because good Christ, I can't hold myself together. We got we to gotta get you one of those phone cases that's also like a lanyard, so your phone hangs off oh, your neck. Yeah. You got to be one of those. You got to be a lanyard nerd is uh, what we need is for that you. What wallet ch- is that why they have wallet chains? Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's part of it that might be for you. I, I literally earlier this week, uh, Craig and I were trying to de- like we were deciding what we were doing for the you know the rest of the month uh, on the podcast, and I was like, we were texting each other, and I was like, hey, could this be a phone call? And Craig was like, yeah, for sure. And I was like, I just needed to hear you hear this. It's the second time I lost my phone this week. <laughs> and he started. Like, Started laughing so hard. <laughs> I laugh every time you text me that you've lost your I phone. Fucking, like it's just I'm such it's a so fucking frequent mess. Too. We gotta uh, get you a phone case that just on the back of it says, Fuck, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> 
and then your address underneath. Yeah. <laughs> I little, but I also somehow have a horseshoe shoved up my ass because I always get always it back. Gets back. Mm, no. I've never lost. I haven't lost it permanently yet. <laughs> you know why? Because you're not a dick to people. Oh, maybe. <laughs> you're real nice to people, and they go, yeah. That, that nice girl who was just in my Uber is going to feel real bad about losing That's her phone. That's true. And if you had been an asshole to him, mm. oh, that phone's his now. Yeah, maybe. You know? I do make friends with all my Uber drivers. Also out of necessity, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, this has been us. Um, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Andrew, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me uh, on any platform of your choosing at Ivamy, I-V-I-M-E-Y. Uh, if you check out my pinned posts, you will find uh, clips and links to my new album called Murder Bird, which uh, is out right now. It's my second comedy album. Uh, I'm very proud of it. I think it's very funny. People have been liking it. I I hope you will, too. If you search Murder Bird on any audio platform or uh, wherever you're listening to this right now, you'll find it. Or you can find the links on my social, at Ivamy, I-V-I-M-E-Y. Great. And you can find me at uh, Crickfay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, crickfay.com for show dates. And yeah, guys, that's that's been us. Uh, you can check us out next week. We are covering the highly requested Kung Fu Panda. Gonna be a little lighter, maybe. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> guys, and uh, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to watch your fucking trolley. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.